when you are presenting your vulnerability in your partnership with your duo, you're also presenting your full faith trust in the partnership, that the partnership and the partner are going to be okay with this, right? That you're going to get through this, that you recognize and realize and trust that this vulnerability that you're sharing is not going to be used against you. Welcome back to another episode of To Be Authentic, the only podcast that teaches you how to build a bridge to the life you want from the life you have using human design, the gene keys, and the work. I'm so happy you're here. Let's get started. Hi, welcome back to To Be Authentic. This is Stacey Estrella, your host, and this week's topic is about duos. So these could be romantic duos, these could be uh, professional duos. So I think about co-founders in a business who have either worked together or not. Basically, it's whoever you know in your life that raises you up to the next level simply by being in your orbit and being a complement to whatever you are bringing to the table. This is something that I have great affection for this topic because it's what I have in this beautiful partnership with Tara, who I've talked about so many times on this, on this podcast. And also that I have with my sister, who I've also talked about on this podcast. I want to talk about where I first came across this topic of duos was several years ago when I was working for a small consultancy that specialized in transformation for companies. So helping companies that were going through a major shift in strategy, maybe they had gone through a big loss or, or a difficult time and they were trying to find their footing again. But there was basically a need to become something different, something bigger, something better, something more. And the transformation opportunity or pivot was a way to help get everyone on the same page, all of the leaders, all of the employees, help everyone envision a common future. And this was the work that they did. And they did it by bringing together strategists and designers, graphic designers. So the words and the logic, the frameworks, and the creative visionaries to bring that to life in a really, really powerful three-dimensional way. This was such an eye-opening opportunity for me to see a new way that my brain and my thinking could be brought to life in service of a greater good. And one of the first things that I remember coming across that really blew my mind was just the way they saw the world in terms of these nesting dolls, starting with the individual, but then the next rung of that uh, nesting doll sequence was about the duo. And this was transformative for me in terms of how I saw my skills and potential to grow in partnership with another. And so when I think about duos, I think of a duo as the smallest atomic unit of a team. And when you start to think about that and start to look for examples of high-performing duos and be able to deconstruct what it is that they have that allows them to do so much with so little, this is one of the areas that I'm super fascinated with, especially in terms of human design. 
So when I think about a quantum duo equation, basically it is that classic one and one equals three, or in the case of me and Tara, one and one equal five. And when we first saw our human design charts where we were, it's called a connection chart, where we saw how each of our designs linked up with the other, we have seven electromagnetic traits or life force qualities where we each hold an activation on the other side of, of a talent, let's say. Seven electromagnetic traits in addition to the individual uh, traits that each of us has in our individual designs that don't involve the other. And we understood finally, oh, this is why we've loved working together for so long and why it has been so effortless and joyful, right? It makes sense now. And to be able to look at it in terms of this formula of how we stack up in a human design world in terms of our combined charts, it was just a really joyful validation of what we've experienced through our relationship and our partnership through our storytelling business, Humanifesto Studios, and now To Be Authentic, which is our coaching business. So I just wanted to talk about, essentially bring some examples of what we consider these high-performing duos and the outsized impact that they can have on their lives and the lives of others. So these were some of the duos that I came up in my list, just kind of doing a little bit of research and just looking at the dynamic that I was drawn to as I was preparing for this episode. Tom Ford and Domenico uh, De Sol, they met through Gucci. I think that was the first time that they met. Charles and Ray Eames, Bill Hewlett and David Packard, that's of HP, Steve Jobs and Steve Wozniak of Apple, William Proctor and James Gamble of Proctor and Gamble, Bill Gates and Paul Allen of Microsoft, Ben Cohen and Jerry Greenfield of Ben and Jerry's Ice Cream, Larry Page and Sergey Brin of Google, John Lennon and Paul McCartney of the Beatles. So there have been these really, really definitive duos where there is this yin and yang quality of each party doing their part, but then coming together in the duo to create something much bigger and more magnetic than they can do on their own as individuals. And so this episode is all about the five signs that you're in a high-performing duo. And also, even if you're not in a high-performing duo, don't fret because human design can be one of the tools that you use to get yourself there. And this is what I love about it, where you can actually look at your charts and see, oh, this is where we're not seeing eye to eye, or here's where I need you know, more space or more freedom or more recognition from the other in order to show up in an even more magnetic way. Sign number one that you're in a high-performing duo where you're having an outsized impact on the world around you. You celebrate each other's uniqueness and domain expertise. This is number one. And so one of the things that I've experienced when a duo is not working is when there is envy and jealousy in that equation or there's suspicion or there's some sort of weird energetic that is not recognizing you for what you're bringing to the table. And, you know, the first time that I experienced this, and it's also why for a long time I felt, well, maybe, maybe I'm not meant to partner. Maybe I'm really just meant to be a lone wolf all my life in the professional world. The first time I was in an experience where 
it's almost like the other was trying to shut me down. So the situation was when I was starting a dot-com and this was way back in 1998, 1999, and it was about pet wellness. And the person that I had identified as being an ideal counterpoint to my skills and my strengths was a classmate from business school. He was in my section in the first year of business school. And I'm not a numbers person. It's just not my strength. My strength is strategy and, and wayfinding. And also the storytelling, helping to make the case about an opportunity. And this person had worked at a big consulting firm, was wicked smart. So I loved the smarts because I knew that that would be, again, like together we would be unstoppable. But this person also had the numbers ability. So he would have that excellent CFO sort of quality. So anyway, when we started to go out and raise money, we'd meet with these VCs and we would come out of the meetings and he would be really sour. And I could feel his energy even closing up during the conversations with the venture capitalists. And he'd start to tell me things like, you use too many words. <laughs> this was his criticism for me. Meanwhile, I'm reading the room and recognizing with the venture capitalists they're hooked, like they're on the edge of their seats with the story that I am framing for them on why this opportunity is unlike any of the other pet.com sites that are selling dog food, because my approach was all about mining data and selling the prescription pharmaceuticals that were sold through the veterinarian practices for the, the monthly heartworm and flea and tick control, and how this is something that pet owners like myself need kind of a nudge on because it's not a regular everyday habit. It's monthly and sometimes we forget. So my strategy was built around a very different kind of economic and it was really built around the data mining that we were going to be able to produce. And I would see that, you know, when venture capitalists would invite us into their office, they'd always start by saying we have 30 minutes and two hours later they would be on the edge of their seats. And so I was acknowledging that as these people are really interested. Meanwhile, my business partner is getting really antsy and irritated. And when the second we exit the, the room, his only feedback is you use too many words. And so I filed this away and it made me realize that this person actually isn't recognizing my value because they're also not recognizing what's happening in the room. And there was another moment where you know, I'd also negotiated with uh, Dorling Kindersley, if you're familiar with the publishing uh, company, they did these fabulous books and probably still do. I just haven't looked recently that had beautiful photography and I had negotiated to be able to use their photography for the companion animals. And that was really going to be the anchor for our brand was all of this creative photography that was very elegant and sophisticated in a lot of white space. Meanwhile, he had this aspiration to be recognized for his illustrations, which he was very talented and wanted to bring this cartoonish aspect to the branding. And there just wasn't a way for these two things to coexist. And I think it really upset him that I wasn't on board with that in terms of the vision that I came to him with to launch this pet wellness site. And so you really had two people in this case not valuing what the other was bringing to the table or wanted to be valued for. So in terms of recognizing each other's domain expertise, there was a real disconnect here. So this relationship went very bad and very fast. And 
to this day, we don't talk. We do not have a relationship. And it was really, really unfortunate. And it left me scarred for many, many years, feeling like I was the problem. And I'm not saying that he was the problem. I do think that the situation was problematic. And if I had known my human design then, and this is why I love bringing human design into these conversations and sharing experiences from my past, I would have recognized much earlier that we were not in alignment. And I don't know why we weren't in alignment. My sacral definitely had this urge to invite him. I thought he was the right partner, but there were some things that started to happen in our dynamic where I felt I was getting these warning signs of, you know, watch out. And I didn't take ownership of those signs and confront him about what was happening in our relationship and our dynamic. And that was because of my not self energy and my solar plexus that I've talked about before, which is very conflict avoidant. And I didn't know how to have these conversations. Now I do. And now I will, even though I might be clumsy about it, I now know how vital it is to not let these things get swept under the rug or not let these things start to take up residence somewhere because I've learned that you really have to address them as they show up because it's all energetics. And at some point, at one point or another, it's going to come up and disrupt your life, you know, in a small or large way. So that is my experience of not being seen or recognized for what I uniquely bring to the table, which was this dynamic energy, this storytelling aspect, this strategy aspect, this intuitive aspect of reading a room and recognizing what's happening with the VCs on the other side of the table. Contrast that to what I have in my beautiful business partner, Tara. She is basically, we've been working together for nine, almost 10 years since almost the beginning of Humanifesto Studios. And we both have our respective domains. I have strategy, she has creative. And when we come together, we also have other sort of energetics that are more about intuition, more about recognizing right timing, more about how we connect with others and how we sense others and the energy of others. And when we started to be authentic, here's an example of Tara making space for me, for what is uniquely me. We started out under a brand called Hudson Valley Human Design because when we first started to do this brand to be authentic as an offshoot of Humanifesto Studios, we were only focused on human design because that's what I had been focused on at the time. And I had been certified to teach a course just on human design. It's called Living Your Design. We started to brand around just human design. But then I was starting this coaching with this uh, high frequency formula, which specializes in helping women enhance or build their businesses around their human design. And what was unique about this experience was that the coach that I started working with brings in the gene keys. And the gene keys are, I mean, again, if human design gives you the map, the blueprint for how you're built and what are the traits that are unique to you that are your 24-7 access paths to showing up as your best, highest self, the gene keys are what allow you to amplify and course correct your magnetism. So they are what allow you to tune into specific activations in your human design and start to self-regulate around when are you in shadow 
And how can you turn that into gift frequency, right? Because you can only attract the frequency that you're at. So if you're in shadow frequency, you're only going to attract shadow experiences, right? Shadow people, shadow opportunities. So you really want to self-diagnose and self-correct to get yourself and keep yourself in your most magnetic frequency, which is essentially the frequency of empowerment and not victim. So when I learned about the gene keys, I thought, oh, there's no way I can keep focusing just on human design. So I actually had to it was my own decision. I had to rescind my certification to teach this particular human design course because part of the requirements was that I, I couldn't mix it with other stuff. And I realized how much I was getting out of uh, mixing and blending human design with the gene keys that for my own integrity, I could not honor the way that I was allowed to teach human design. So I decided I have to go out on my own. And that's what started this whole to be authentic. So when we left behind Hudson Valley Human Design and started with to be authentic, which was this fusion of human design, the gene keys and the work. And I've talked about that previously, where that was another thing that happened earlier this year, going to the Byron Katie nine day, the work workshop. That was another element where we realized, oh man, this can't not be part of our coaching practice. So when we started to be authentic, we realized, okay, we need a real, we need to revisit the whole branding and think about the identity of the brand. And Tara, that's her world. She's the creative. I'm the strategy. And she was working on the brand and trying all these different things. And then finally, and she was stuck, quite frankly, for a couple of weeks, I think. And finally, she came to me and she said, okay, she said, here it is. I hope it doesn't scare you. She says this in a text message to me. I hope it doesn't scare you, but this is what I think it is. And so I go to the link and it's a big picture of me. <laughs> okay. So yes, of course, this was uncomfortable for me, right? It was totally uncomfortable for me. And I realized that Tara knows, and this was a trust fall of you know, Tara knew, look, this whole to be authentic came from the journey that I'd been on, right? What I was seeing strategically in terms of what had to be part of this coaching and the whole download that I got from my higher self about how to integrate these things, put them into a course to help people heal themselves, heal their relationships and really amplify what is most powerful and magnetic in their own design, right? Help them get aligned with who they're supposed to be so that they can go out and do the work they're meant to do, okay? And be in the relationships that they're meant to be in. So I gave her that. And I have never wanted to put my face or my voice and point of view out in the world. And I never felt like I had something to say until now. I'm a big believer that, you know, we shouldn't speak to be heard, we should speak because we have something to say. And so that's how I became the face of the brand, the face of the podcast, the face of all of this. Tara is a ginormous part of this whole enterprise. She is the entire background. This work would not happen without Tara. She is a co-founder of this enterprise. To be authentic is Tara and Stacy, even though Stacy is the face of it. And for Tara to make me the face of this brand that she is a huge part of, okay? This is a sign of someone who has absolute full confidence in what they're bringing to the table. 
She doesn't need to announce it to the world. She's not jealous of putting me out there. She's actually recognizing that this is a strategic part of what it means to put our message out there, put our work out there, put our thinking out there, put our creative out there in a way that can make a difference to the lives out there, right? That this is a necessary contribution to moving the world and humanity forward. And we are both aligned in that. And so I had to trust fall with where Tara was taking me and go ahead and say, really, I had to surrender, right, to where she was guiding me. And that's what we have together. This is what you have when you have two people who respect each other's domain expertise and unique contribution to the whole. So that was a really long-winded way to describe the first sign that you are in a high-performing duo is that you celebrate and make room for each other's uniqueness and domain expertise. Sign number two, that you're in a highly magnetic, high-powered, high-impact duo is you're more effective and powerful and impactful together than you are alone. So I always love one of the questions that I bring to our storytelling clients, in, and it's when we are thinking about purpose and how to really craft that purpose statement succinctly. And one of those questions that we love to explore is, what can you do together that you can't do alone? And this is one thing to talk about with your duo, right? What do you get to do together through your duo that you are not able to do alone? And so Tara is a magnificent storyteller and she is, you know, the TEDx extraordinaire presenter and coach. And she can do these beautiful, beautiful spreads and she can work with an individual speaker on that stage to get them prepared and to get them in front of the world. I can't do that with the presentation. I can do that with a speech, but I can't necessarily get the visuals where they need to be. So, you know, I can do my own version of the individual speaker on the main stage. Okay. What neither of us can do on our own is the brand narrative, right? The big narrative for the executive and their team to help visualize a future that they want to take their entire company on. That's the stuff that Tara and I do together. Or the pitch deck. This is what we do for entrepreneurs, especially those who have a high stakes, hard to tell story. And that's actually what our unique expertise is, is we come in to a storytelling engagement when leaders have tried everything else. They've got, maybe they have technology that's breaking barriers. Maybe they have a business model that's just not translating. Maybe they've been founded by tech folks, right? So people who really know the technology, that could be biotechnology, so the sciences, or it could be, you know, industrial technology, or it can be uh, computer technology, but somehow they are unable to translate what it is that they're doing into plain language and vision in order to bring investors along, right? Or even to bring their whole team along, or even to be able to tell their story in a compelling way to attract the right sort of publicity. So that's where Tara and I come in because it really takes the art and science of storytelling. So it takes both the intellectual, the frameworks, the strategy part, but it also requires the visuals to bring it forward and integrate these things into that simplicity. So that's the thing that Tara and I cannot do without the other. That's how we first came together. The first thing that we did was 
a pitch deck for a new venture fund that was struggling for six months to do it on their own. Think of all the wasted money and energy. And we came in, helped them create a brand new story, a brand new narrative around their truth, their authentic truth. We did it in 10 days. They took it to Asia and they came back with $40 million. Like this is the stuff that we do. Okay. So that is number two, how you know that you're in a high performing, high powered magnetic duo. You're more effective, powerful, and impactful together than you are alone. So sign number three, that you're in a high performing duo, you're continuously nourished, nurtured, and encouraged to go beyond your comfort zone. This is something that I just adore with Tara. We always feel safe, right? This is about being able to be vulnerable being able to speak your truth and not feeling exposed. And one of the examples, I'll go back to the one where Tara made me the front person, the face of the brand to be authentic. I remember when she did that, I felt really, really vulnerable. And this was some of the stuff I had been working through about, again, I've been sharing on this podcast as I've been working through the Venus sequence with the gene keys and other parts of my human design. I thought, because this is where I was, I was wounded, I thought that maybe what Tara was doing when she made me the front person of the brand was that she was setting me up so that she could break up with me, <laughs> okay? I'm being very vulnerable right now in this moment to share this with all of you, the audience, but this was the twisted, wounded, broken part of me that I had never given voice to. And I realized I had to actually share that with Tara. This is one of those moments. And again, this is one of those signs that you're in a high-performing duo is this ability to feel vulnerable. If you cannot feel vulnerable with the person that is your duo, you need to investigate that because it is that vulnerability where you're going to find so much strength and beauty. And I remember when I went and talked to Tara about this, I, I actually shared with her because I knew I had to, I had to point out the elephant in the room for me because Tara is also very intuitive. We're both extremely intuitive because we both have defined spleen. And so we can read a room. Also, Tara has the channel of surrender. That's the traditional human design term. We call it the power broker, as I mentioned in the last episode. We're bringing our own nomenclature to the channels in the form of archetypes that we feel are more relatable and explain the essence of each of these traits. So she's the power broker. She can sense the right timing for a negotiation, right? For a deal to be made, right? In big or small terms, right? This is also the notion of diplomacy, the diplomat, right? So it has those qualities to it. It's not always around just the bargain, but it has to do with these transactions, these agreements that are being made. And that's where her alertness and her intuition comes in a lot to, to support her. So we've learned to tell each other and clear the air, if you will, when we come into one of our weekly meetings where we meet once or twice a week, always to review work or to talk about our next steps or to just align our efforts, whether design or strategy, but you know, what are our priorities? So sometimes we have to come in and we just clear the air with this thing's going on. I just need you to know that. I don't want you to think that it has anything to do with you, but here's what's going on. That's part of what we do together, right? Is we just have to clear the air so that the other feels safe and secure. 
And so when this was happening and I'm carrying this fear, basically, oh my God, she's getting ready to break up with me and it's why she wants to put me on solid footing. And she's actually detaching herself. This is what was going on in my mind. She is detaching herself from being part of this to be authentic. And she just wants to set me up in the strongest way possible, right? So I could have chosen not to bring that up with her. And I'm so glad that I chose to bring it up with her because her first reaction was, oh my gosh, I see why you could think that, but that's not it at all. I just realized that this is the path forward. And this is so cute what she says. And it, it touches me every time she brings it up. She says, Stacy, she says, you know, I see you the way I see Freddie Mercury, right? Like Freddie Mercury is Freddie Mercury. And it doesn't mean that anyone else in the band Queen is any less important, but he's the, he's the draw. He's the face of it, right? But Freddie Mercury can't be Freddie Mercury fully without the band. And I know I'm in the band. She'll tell me, I know I'm in the band and I know, I know how valuable that is. And I don't feel any less important or significant just because my face isn't in front, right? And so what a beautiful conversation, right? For us to have where we're clearing the air and I feel safer in what she is setting up for me. And I feel safer also knowing that she knows how valuable she is to the whole enterprise, okay? So that's number three, which I think number three is just so... It's so, so, so powerful is the third sign that you're in a high-performing duo is that you are continuously nourished, nurtured, and encouraged to go beyond your comfort zone. You're heard. You can be vulnerable in that. And we're going to have to have Tara, when she's eventually a guest on this, to talk about some of the moments where she's been encouraged to go beyond her comfort zone because it's not my place to say those things on her behalf. I want her to be able to share them in her words and her voice with you. Okay. So the fourth sign that you're in a high-performing duo is every time you meet, it's a reunion. <laughs> okay. I love this. Tara and I, if we could talk twice in a day and each time we talk, I, I mean, I feel like I'm in the far side cartoon, you know, I'm sure there's one with Gary Larson with, you know, a dog, you know, greeting its person after three minutes of being separated, you know, where the person goes to get the mail and then comes back in the door. This is how Tara and I are with each other. I, I am always lit up. Like, honestly, like seeing her face come onto a Zoom is one of the most glorious experiences for me. And it lights my entire day up. I've not had children but honestly, I feel like whenever I see her, this must be what it feels like to have children, right? Where you are just in love with their pure essence, with their presence, with the way they smile, with the glint in their eye, with just whatever. I just love to see her on my computer <laughs> and it just brings me enormous joy. And so I feel like, yeah, I mean, you're in a high performing duo when you can't get enough of the other. Really, that's what it means. You just cannot get enough of the other, right? And the very last one is you cannot imagine working with anyone else, period. You, you just cannot. I cannot imagine working with anyone else except Tara. I just can't imagine it. It's so good, 
<laughs> right? And it's also why I'm fiercely protective of her. I don't mean in a clinging way or in a stay away way. It's like I want her to be honored in everything that she does. I'm fiercely, fiercely protective. And one of the ways that that comes up is when we started to see how our designs work. And she's a splenic projector. I am a manifesting generator. So those of you who know human design and know about energy types, projectors need a lot of rest. And this is part of the reason why, like, first of all, we all need to protect the projectors because their energy is so special. They are, they have this guardian quality. They're very penetrating into the other and they are so deep and insightful and they don't generate their own energy. And that's why, you know, it's really nice for them to be around generators and manifesting generators because we are an energy source that they can plug into but it's also why they sometimes feel overlooked or underappreciated and get bitter and resentful because they're not getting their fair share. They're not getting recognized for what makes them special and unique because the generators and manifesting generators tend to take up all the oxygen in the room. But those projectors who are in their projector self recognize for themselves the right invitations in the right moments of invitation, not explicit invitations, but moments where they realize they can show up or there's a space, an opening for them to show up and share their brilliance and wisdom in the way that comes naturally to them. And anyway, so that's a little bit of an aside, but I know I'm very aware of projector energy and how it really needs to be coddled and protected. And so as we started to get clearer about this brand to be authentic and everything was just, honestly, it was being downloaded to me and I was needing to get it out into the world so fast. And I was just, it was pouring out of me and I was getting so impatient and had all these visions of things that I wanted to have happen. And Tara just wasn't moving fast enough for me, the manifesting generator. And I didn't want to put a demand on her because I know how projector energy works. Like, I don't want to add my own impatience, right? As a manifesting generator, twice over with the channel of charisma, which we call the energizer from sacral to throat, it's uh, 3420. I didn't want to put that on her, right? I want to give her this bubble, this space that she can just luxuriate in. Because the thing about projectors is they look like they're not working, but they're working. And that's what everyone needs to understand. And when they finally get to the place where they're ready to actually produce in a visible way, it happens really fast. And so I'm super protective about her space and her time by herself. I'm very sensitive about texting her constantly. And, and I really, you know, I stay away from her on weekends. I want her to feel safe and, and not, not like she has to be responding to me because that's what I need. So what I did do though, because it was starting to get in the way of me and my process, because I just felt like I needed to know that she was working on the creative side of what we were building together. And I just shared with her very sheepishly, but I knew I had to do it. And this is part of the whole human design and starting to show up in your alignment and in your aligned energy. I realized 
I have to share with her what's happening on my side with my energy. That if I don't know that she's working on it, if there aren't signs that she's working on it, I start to get really impatient and distracted by that impatience instead of being free to keep working on the stuff that I'm working on. And so I just shared with her, I said, listen, I said, maybe what you can do while you're working on stuff is, you know, if you feel like you haven't, you know, shared anything for a couple of days, maybe just text me and just say it's percolating, right? It's in the hopper, stuff's happening. I'm just, you know, not there yet. For me, that's all I need. I just need that little connection with her, that little lifeline, if you will, that she is working on something creatively so that my manifesting generator impatience, I just need sometimes that little lifeline so that the manifesting generator in me that is very impatient, right, and wants to work really fast, doesn't dissolve into distraction, right? It wants to stay on its course of producing. So that is what I mean by being fiercely protective of her, watching my own interactions with her, being protective of what she needs in order to do her best work. That's really what I'm talking about here is when you can't imagine working with another person to do the thing that only the two of you can do together, it's a beautiful thing and you want to protect that relationship with everything, right? You want to keep the relationship clean, transparent. You want to keep the communication open and safe for both of you. So now those are the five signs that you're in a high-performing, highly magnetic duo, high-functioning duo, right? Where, you know, the two of you, you know, one and one equals five. It doesn't mean that you can't get that. So five ways to create a high-performing duo, this could be a romantic duo that you're with. This could be a founding team where the founders have sort of, maybe they've lost their way. Maybe they've, they are not as aligned or together because there's been a lot of hiring or there have been some strategic pivots and suddenly it just feels like they're not lit up in the same way that they were when they first started. This is a way to get that fire and that alignment back. It could be a CEO or any leader in the C-suite does so much better when they have a peer that they can trust, right? That they have that deep trusted connection with. So I'm going to give you five ways to create that high-performing duo. So the first is know your human design. I cannot say this enough. When you get your human design map and you have someone translate it for you, and yeah, you can go do your research, but you know what? I'm telling you, this stuff is complex. It's very jargony. You can read a book, but that's not the same as somebody who knows what they're talking about, who can basically take you through and help you understand what are the key elements about your energy so that you can be more effective from day one, okay? So know your human design. And when you know your human design, you're going to know how you're built and what you need to thrive in partnership, right? What are the qualities that are going to balance you out, right? That are going to allow you to get to that quantum, that quantum way of showing up where every ounce of effort is magnified in terms of its impact on whatever it is that you're trying to achieve in this world. So it's going to help you know you know, what you're missing and what do you need from the other to keep expanding, 
right? Also, knowing what your work style is. This is how you use your energy to be effective in the world. The second thing is know your duo's human design. You want to know how they're built because you want to know how you complement them, right? How you can be a bigger support to them. What they need from you or from the other to thrive. So to have this awareness is super, super empowering. Know your electromagnetics. So this is the part where I was saying at the very, very beginning of this podcast episode, how when Tara and I saw our charts together in a connection chart, and we saw that we have seven electromagnetics, so we each have one side of a channel, one gate activation, and two gate activations together that are harmonic form a channel. Well, we are so much more together, and this is what we do in our narrative business. It's why our narratives are so powerful because of what we're able to achieve together that we cannot do on our own. This is where you get the quantum, okay? Don't you want to know that? Don't you want to know where your quantum is in either your romantic relationship or your professional relationship to be aware of the possibilities that you can do more with the other than you can do on your own is it makes you feel unbounded, right? And it makes life so much more exciting when you think about all those possibilities. The fourth thing that you can do to create a really uh, high-performing, highly magnetic duo is to decondition yourself. And basically, this is deprogramming yourself. So transforming your shadow beliefs and behaviors and expectations, right? It's about really managing your aura and recognizing in your human design, those areas of your design where you're vulnerable to early programming and conditioning behaviors to be someone that you're not, and using your gene keys, understanding those to really start recognizing when you get yourself into shadow frequency, because shadow frequency is going to drag the other down. And as I was saying in the podcast episode on family estrangement, so this is two episodes ago, I'll put the link in the show notes since I'm mentioning it here. Your relationships are only as strong as your frequency, your energetic frequency. So if your energetic frequency is in shadow, that's all you're going to attract. If you want to attract highly magnetic partners or relationships, you need to work on getting your magnetic frequency into gift. And you do that by really understanding your gene keys and how they layer onto your human design. And then finally, the very last tip for how to create a truly magnetic, high-performing partnership or duo is to be radically transparent and accountable. And I was talking about this earlier when I was bringing up to Tara about you know, my fear that she was making my face the front person of the To Be Authentic brand because she was trying to set me up so that I didn't need her, so that I would be strong without her. I had to bring that to her attention that I thought she was trying to leave me and break up with me, <laughs> right? The fact that I shared that with her, it was a very vulnerable share, but I had to because it was shadow, right? It was this insecurity that was coming from my upbringing where I was afraid I was being set up to be abandoned, basically. And by bringing that to her, it made us stronger because now she understands that I have this wound from my childhood that is there. And so she's now, not like she's constantly vigilant and it's her job to be 
on the lookout for it, but it's in her psyche now where she she knows that there's this wound that pops up in me that I that you know might have occasion to pop up in me, and she's just more sensitive about it, right? She's just more sensitive. That's it. So I just wanted to um, share that as you know an example of you know we want to bring our shadow work to our partnerships and be vulnerable in our partnerships because rather than making us feel more vulnerable, it actually strengthens the bond. Because when we show up in full trust, because that's actually what you're doing, when you are presenting your vulnerability in your partnership with your duo, you're also presenting your full faith trust in the partnership, that the partnership and the partner are going to be okay with this, right? That you're going to get through this, that you recognize and realize and trust that this vulnerability that you're sharing is not going to be used against you. How empowering is that? I mean, really incredibly empowering. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. I cannot tell you how alive I am in this life, in this world, in this stage of my growth personally and professionally that I have Tara in my life, co-traveling with me, that I have this magnificent, magnetic relationship with Tara. I think from this episode, you can tell how passionately I am about finding the right duo. And I think part of this is, you know, in my design, I've got a lot of self-empowerment. I have two self-empowerment channels and I have an individual channel. And so I've got a lot of energy in me that is pretty self-sufficient and can get a whole lot done in this world. Like I can get a whole lot done, but what I can do with Tara is so much more and so much better. And that's why I'm so passionate about people finding their duo. And it's why I'm so grateful to, you know, the company that I first learned about this stuff with that taught me about the power of a duo. And it's not just any duo, it's the right duo. So when you are looking for your duo, don't settle professionally or personally. Your duo, when it's the right one, you are amplified. That's basically what happens. You are amplified beyond measure, beyond measure. And the world just opens up in so many unexpected, beautiful ways. So if you found value in this podcast, share it with a friend, share it with your duo. We also have a new offering that we're so excited about. It's our duo diagnostic. Okay. So it's a way to take your duo from being dysfunctional, you know, to divine. Basically in one setting, we work with you and your duo where we do a reading for each of you. And then the combined reading where you get to see your charts and how they connect. And we get to help point out where you are most magnetic and where you can be more supportive of the other. So very, very, very exciting stuff. And again, all of the work about to be authentic, there's a healing quality to it. The premise of human design is that we come into this world perfect, okay? It's all of the programming messages and conditioning as we go through life where we start to question ourselves. We layer on behaviors that aren't ours. We layer on desires that aren't ours. And that's when we start to get really 
unhappy and disappointed and our sparkle, our shine becomes dull because we're trying to be something that we're not. We're trying to be something that society or our parents or our peers told us we had to be in order to be of value. And what we're doing through To Be Authentic is to really reinforce the message that you are perfect. Your perfection is in your human design. You are likely living it to some degree because it's it's impossible not to, because there's an intuitive connection to that design. And what we're here to do is help you realign with that. That's what To Be Authentic is about, is to help you reconnect and align with the true you. And the true you, in this case of the duo, in partnership with the true other. And that's what we want to do. So thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. I feel beyond honored that you spend time to tune in to the messages and the priority messages that are coming through for me to share with you. And I'm deeply, deeply grateful that you're here. Go to tobeauthentic.co, check out our duo diagnostic offer. It's an analysis of you and your duo and the two of you together. And it can be found under the menu heading of analysis. Thank you so much. Have a great day. See you next week. Thank you for joining me on this episode of To Be Authentic, where we explore the practical side of human design, the gene keys and the work in an integrated approach we call the quantum way. If you're new to human design and the gene keys, click the links in our show notes to get your free chart and profile. While you're there, subscribe to our mailing list to receive special offers and invitations and follow us on Instagram, LinkedIn, and your podcast provider of choice to never miss an episode. Thank you so much for listening. You make this podcast matter. Oh,